Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome to your Wednesday. Clark and I are here back in the really easy to understand and fun to read book of Hosea. We are oh, yeah. in chapter four. But one of the things we're going to talk about today is how really it sounds like a lot of the other Bible verses you might know, even in the New Testament. That was yes. one of the moments, the Holy Spirit moments kind of lifted mm-hmm. for Clark. So we're going to recap just a little bit of Hosea and then jump into what stuck out to yeah, us. Yeah, if you jump back to what you read yesterday, yeah. hopefully, uh, Hosea 3... Look at the first verse. It says, The Lord said to me, Go, show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites. What comes to my mind is Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. And so all of Hosea is pointing us ahead to Christ and ultimately to God, saying this is God's heart. Sure, Mm -hmm. like Gomer uses the word whoredom. Over and over and over again. And she's an adulteress, and she's given her heart away and her body away. Yet the the unfailing love of God is going to mm-hmm. triumph all. And so Hosea 3 kind of wraps up the the opening statement of this is a living parable. Yeah. You know, Gomer's an adulteress, but the Lord is faithful. He's faithful to the covenant. Now we get to... Um, Chapter four. Chapter four, which is a real doozy. <laughs> but with it, like Bobby said, as we read it, there are New Testament passages that we're going to reference, and you should they should sound familiar to you totally. because we just did a podcast on Romans. And yeah. many of these passages point back to theological truths that mm-hmm. we stand upon as, as Orthodox Christians that, that hold on to the Bible, that help us make sense of our need for God, our battle with sin, and the victory of Christ. Mm-hmm you know, that we, that we believe in. Yeah. So like Clark said, chapters one through three is wraps up kind of the living parable story. And now chapter four is kind of back, like back to the story of the Israelites now with Yahweh and four one right away starts out with this language. Hear the word of the Lord, you Israelites, because the Lord has a charge to bring against you who live in the land. There is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in their land. And like Clark said, what, does that sound like? There's you no faithful. You sound like Quinn in the middle of the night is what you sound like. Oh, you guys, that's a funny story for another day. Try, trying to get no. Quinn to sleep through the night, but I'm helping her. I'll get up in the middle of the night to get her a pacifier or a blanket. But she really wants mom, and she knows mom will cuddle her a lot more quickly than dad will. <laughs> so we get up, I get up in the middle of the night. Not you. Not you. Where's mom? We're not you, dad. Go away. No. <laughs> like, hey, honey, love you too. Here's your binky. Go to bed. Not you. It is you so Israelites. Because the Lord's had a charge to bring against you. I just say, just come on in. This morning we ended up with, uh, let's see, Fuck. three children and a dog. <laughs> six, six of us in our bed. But it was only, it was already like six something. So. Yeah. Okay, so back to Hosea chapter 4. Good. Mm -hmm. So what that sounds like is Romans, like Clark said. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, um, that literally says that there's, what is it? No one. All have sinned and (laughs) have fallen short of the glory of God. And so Hosea's just proclaiming that again for us here as we start chapter 4 and some of this language that really isn't fun to read about their relationship right now unto Yahweh. But initially, he's just like letting us know, like 
all of us have sinned. No one is faithful. No one in the land has been found faithful. And so that was kind of the initial like kickoff of the chapter or, or understanding like, oh, mm-hmm. this is this it, is not a good thing. And, <laughs> and it sounds like a legal charge. It sounds like an indictment against yes. God's people. Like God as judge looking at everybody going, there is not one worthy person. Mm. No faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. Mm-hmm. So again, Bobby just connected that to Romans 3.23. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. Uh, I guess for me, you know, he he continues to unpack, like, you guys are all messed up. No one's faithful. Mm -hmm. My heart kind of jumped around to verse 6 after that. Essentially, he says, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge as Mm -hmm. I also reject you as my priest because you've ignored the law of your God. I'll also Mm -hmm. ignore your children. Essentially, what's happened is over the course of time, um, Israel and Israel's king have compromised their, their ethic, their relationship with the Lord, like their holiness, mm. by entertaining other gods. And, mm. and really, it starts at the top down with the kings marrying foreign women. Women, yeah. And then bringing in their bales, their deities. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a one-time, bam, all of a sudden Israel's wrecked. Right. It was probably thousands of small decisions that led them to a place where mm-hmm. God's like, you don't even know right from wrong anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know truth from lie. And, and and I feel like that really touches us today, too, because oftentimes we don't decide one morning, I'm going to wake up and ruin my life today or, or ruin someone else's life or just make a really, t- big I'm going to make a terrible decision today. And it's. It's what right. I'm going to do. It's a lot of small decisions. Yeah. Like when someone has an affair, it wasn't just a one-time, like, I'm going to do this today. It was f- many thoughts, many second looks, maybe yeah. a few text messages. I don't know. It, it, was, a, it was a process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what God is saying to his people is like, you have slowly chosen over time things and people before me. Mm-hmm. And now you don't even know where you're at, who I am, and what my word means. Yeah, I think you presented the question, like, how did we get here? And that's kind of one of those questions that might come to your mind as you're reading, you know, a scenario like this, like, how did the Israelites get here? Or like Clark was saying in your own life, like, man, how did I get here with these decisions? And you brought up the, like, the picture of Catalina, like, traveling. Yeah. And I don't remember how that goes. Yeah, basically, if you leave, like, Long Beach and head towards Catalina, but you're one degree off when you leave, Oh, yeah. And you stay your course, you will miss Catalina by miles. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's a perfect picture of our life. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. if we've spent our time away from the Lord doing what we want to do, you know, building up our quote unquote kingdom, mm-hmm. at some point in time, we get to a place where we realize this sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing here? And how did I get here? Right. And it was just one degree. It was one small decision after one small decision after one small decision. So yeah. I guess the question Bob and I would present to you is. Are there any areas of your life that you're compromising your relationship with Christ, uh, the holiness he calls you to, mm-hmm. your morality, an ethic, a biblical ethic, by making small decisions or entertaining sin, mm-hmm. or entertaining a relationship that we just simply shouldn't? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are there areas in your life you're making small decisions or have made small decisions that the Lord is using this podcast and his word right now to say, turn around? Right. Come back to me because remember the Lord is tender in his speech. He's inviting us saying repent Mm -hmm. and come back. He's got a smile on his face. He's not yelling at you. But Mm -hmm. maybe it's a word for you. I don't know. But then verse 7. Yeah. 
continues, and he basically says, The more priests there were, the more they sinned against me. They exchanged their glorious God for something disgraceful. Mm. What in Romans does that sound like? We did a podcast on it. They exchanged the glory of God for their natural desires. No, it's Romans 1. They exchanged the glory of God for, yeah, like these natural perversions where people follow in their flesh and doing things that they ought not to do. Mm -hmm. And and essentially, I think what God is saying here to his people is as he's looking at Israel, he's saying, I can't tell the priests apart from the people. Mm. I can't tell the spiritual people that are supposed to be part of my, my covenant community from people of the world. And one question you brought up, Bobby, is are people able to tell the difference between us, like as Christians and... <laughs> That's a pretty easy one to ask. Like as you're sitting here reading this, like, oh, you know, I think... I okay, I don't know, CJ, you end up if you're listening to this, but a long time ago you gave a sermon about that is what makes you like extraordinary in the kingdom of God, not because of the things like that you're doing, but just because of who you are and how you live and how do you, how are you set apart? That that's actually stuck to me. And that's kind of what this chapter is getting at a little bit here, like with Clark said and the priests and the people here in um, verse seven. But what does that look like for you um, practically? I think that's a call to examine honestly too. Um yeah, if you really yeah. look objectively at yourself. And, so. and, and what in our life have we exchanged? Where we've taken mm. the glory of God, this relationship with Jesus, um, this time spent with him through his word and at church and in group. And what, what have we exchanged that for? Mm-hmm. Kids' soccer games, more sleep, traveling, I don't know, any, anything else. Just any yeah. form of hobby, entertainment, laziness. And again, there's just a really kind invitation to say, come back. Mm-hmm. Come back to the Lord. And if you know somebody who is uh, who you love and, and is far off making just silly worldly decisions right now, maybe God wants you to be the mouthpiece to go invite them and say, hey, come on, you're, I got something mm-hmm. better for you. The mm-hmm. Lord's got something better for you. Mm-hmm. Come back. Come back. Yeah, that's what, as you keep going through the chapter two, we're going to go down to verse 10 now. Um that's kind of what you see is that as you engage or as someone that you know engages or whatever in this type of lifestyle and this kind of sin, um, it doesn't satisfy. So I'll go ahead and read that. This is verse 10. They will eat, but not have enough. They will engage in prostitution, but not increase. I think in your version it says flourish. Mm -hmm. Because they have deserted the Lord to give themselves to prostitution, to old wine and new, which take away the understanding of my people. They Mm. consult a wooden idol and so on. And so the idea there is that there's just still this hole that even though, you know, we're doing what we want to do or we're being our true selves and, you know, we're completely living in the moment and in our flesh and, you know, we're, we're just so happy and we're on a high, but then you're empty. Yeah, there's no satisfaction. You have no purpose. Yes. And so just the picture that's being presented here I, in, the, in the message version. Oh, this um, is good. This is Bobby's favorite line from this whole message. Well, as Tell it us. stood out, I was just kind of like, oh, that's really interesting. In the message version, I think it's this chapter 4, verse 10 or 11. Um, says that people have replaced God with their genitals. Oh, baby. <laughs> it's, it's just a picture, you guys, an honest picture. Of that's what we're saying. Like, I'm putting my own urges and pleasures and wants and desire, you know, whatever that might be. It could be food, shopping, but here they're saying your genitals. Um, where only God deserves to be. Mm-hmm. And so, it, again, there's just a serious tone here that's like this isn't just – 
you know, um, yeah, this isn't, this isn't just something that we're going to um, be able to pull up our bootstraps and pick ourselves out of God saying like, you got, you, you guys need me, come yeah. back to me. And so I feel like, you know, sometimes these chapters are heavy and hard to read. Uh, but when we read chapter four in the context of the whole book of Hosea, like Clark has said, and then Hosea in the context of the Old Testament, the New Testament, and just the Bible as a whole, this is so helpful for us to understand how God really yearns and longs for a relationship with us that's in right standing. That's not one where we have idols before him. That's mm-hmm. not one where we're ashamed or, you know, we feel orphaned and abandoned. No, we believe the truth that God's longing for us in a relationship with us that we're not flourishing. This isn't the best that we can have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the ultimate invitation here as we're going to see as we walk through Hosea. That's right. Well, hey, thanks for taking time to listen to kind of us unpack Hosea 4, praying that the Lord meets you in it. And just as we wrap up, um, if you're listening to it, the day this comes out, it's Wednesday. We want to remind you that we have a healing prayer and worship service every Wednesday mm-hmm. night. It starts at 7 o'clock p.m. in the sanctuary, and it's come and go as you please. And it's incredible. The room's thick with the Spirit. Um, people are praying and worshiping and singing. Mm-hmm. And we have an hour of continual worship. And again, it's come and go. It's family friendly. You don't have to stay the whole time. Um, But if you want to receive prayer and you do need healing of some kind, we have trained Mm -hmm. prayer ministers like ready to to pray over you as long as you want to sit there and be prayed for. And in addition to that, over in the fellowship hall, we have a praying and art and color station. And so if we have adults and children, I think last week we had eight people at the table praying and drawing out really beautiful pictures of of art, Mm -hmm. you know, over a scripture verse or a word or somebody's name and using it as a blessing. So just know that you're invited to that every Wednesday. We'll be there. See you tonight. God bless you, and uh, we'll touch base soon. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. He'll make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.